This is Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. We are Brad and Brittany, the voices in your head. It's Thanksgiving week! Woo! Gobble, gobble, gobble! So this week, we are going to be going over two books mm-hmm. for the time of one. Yes. So this is a little bit of a special episode where we picked books that represent something that we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. So I picked one and Brad picked one, and then we both listened to them separately, and we're just going to So now we're going them. to give them to you. Yes. For Thanksgiving. We are giving you the gift of books. Audiobooks. Audiobooks. So let's start off with who's going to go first? Should rock, paper, we... scissors? Rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Gosh, paper, scissors. scissors, shoot. Paper. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Come Why do now. we keep picking the same thing? <laughs> We're the same person. Okay. okay. Rock, scissors, shoot. Ah! Okay. You won. I won. I, I, beat, I beat his scissor with a rock. <laughs> so you can go first. What, right. what book are you thankful for? What I am thankful for are the animals that I have had through my lifetime. I grew up with a lot of dogs, and we now have our precious little pony. I just feel very thankful for any animals, but more specifically dogs, because I really, really love dogs. And I did a dog's purpose because it showed me that even when your best furry friend passes away, that maybe it doesn't always actually go to heaven straight away. Maybe it comes back and is reincarnated into other animals. Mm -hmm. And so I really like the idea of our pets having souls because I believe that they do. They definitely do. They definitely do. And so I believe that those souls carry on. And if we're fortunate enough, we get to meet them twice in one lifetime. So let's talk about the details of this audiobook. Yes. So like I said, I did A Dog's Purpose by W. Bruce Cameron. Narrator is George K. Wilson. And the publisher is Tanter Audio. Audiobook release date was July 12th, 2010, and it has a duration of nine hours and nine minutes. The genre is humorous. <laughs> Family. Aww. And fiction. I don't, I don't have a sound for that. There's nothing. <laughs> there is literally nothing for you. It's fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, guys. So the summary for this novel, which really drew me in, is after a tragically short life as a stray mutt, Bailey is surprised to find himself reborn as a rambunctious golden retriever puppy. And he starts the new search of his purpose in life. So his search for the purpose of his life leads him to a little boy named Ethan, who loves him beyond belief, and he quickly becomes a member of the family. So he had a really good life with his family. And then he is reborn again. He just keeps going on. And so then he has another chance to find his purpose in life. And so it's really about a dog or an animal, like, not crossing over until they make good on what they set out to do in life. And it's really just kind of sweet. And it is, oh my gosh, so tear jerky. I probably will be crying through the, uh, through the rest of the thing. <laughs> oh no. Oh God, Stop. <laughs> What I really liked about the summary of this book is the 
last sentence, this beautifully crafted novel teaches us that love never dies, that our true friends are always with us, and that every creature on earth is born with a purpose. And so I just, like, read that and I get chills because I'm just like, oh my gosh, all the pets that I've, like, mourned and that have passed on, maybe they're still searching for their purpose. And they Mm -hmm. still get to live a longer life than just, you know, the 12 to 15 years that dogs normally have. So it's sweet. And so the narrator does a really interesting job because when I first heard his voice come on, I did not think that this was the voice of a a dog, of a puppy, because it's very gruff and kind of adult sounding. But he actually convinces me very early on that his voice is perfect for portraying an adorable dog. Oh, does he like growl? No, he doesn't really growl. <laughs> no, none of that. None of that happens. But he does do a really great job. And I really appreciate all of the emotion that George puts into his reading as Toby and Bailey and his other reincarnated lives. Oh, good. And the structure of the book is really interesting because it starts off with the main dog's first life, who his name ends up being Toby. And it starts off with him being born and then him being raised with his brothers and sisters and his mom and going through all of the different growing up stages of a dog. But his upbringing in the first part is without humans at all. It's His mother is feral, so... She raises her puppies in in the woods and they go through trash and steal food and mm-hmm. they just do anything that they can to survive. But then eventually they're they're found by some nice people and taken to a big area where there's other dogs and that's really where Toby gets his first interaction with people and he's always a good dog for the most part. Is he ever a bad dog? Well, yeah, he he's bad when he is reborn after Toby and becomes Bailey. He mm. he's a bad dog because then he's being raised with humans. Okay. So he doesn't understand going to the bathroom outside is where you always Aww. need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so he goes like Aww. the bathroom inside so and cutie. it's really, really sweet to hear him go through this next stage of life, even though he's now back to being a puppy. Mm-hmm. Because the cutest thing is that when he's reborn as a puppy again, he already has these memories of being as Toby. Mm-hmm. So he already has lived eight months to a year as Toby, I would assume. And he comes into being this little golden retriever puppy thinking that he is in charge of his brothers and sisters as puppies. <laughs> and so he's like this one week old little dog trying Aww. to like wrestle. And he's like, I was growling at them, but it wasn't doing anything. <laughs> and they just started growling back at me and then attacking me. And, I, and then I was like, you idiots. What do you, why don't you understand this? And like the exact quote is like, you idiots wouldn't last a day in the yard. <laughs> it's like his second life as a puppy, him saying this to his other little puppy brothers and Aww. sisters. And it was so cute. Is this book going to make me want to have a puppy? Yes. I mean, I already have Benny, but He's not a puppy anymore. and It will make you want to snuggle up to the dogs that you already have oh, and just love them and pray that the voice that is for them is telling them, like, I've never been loved like this before. Yeah. Because that's, like, one of the parts of the book is that when Bailey recognizes that the little boy that he's with in, in that family that loves him and takes care of him, he compares his life to Toby from previous and Mm -hmm. just makes mention of when I was Toby, 
the person that was taking care of me just loved me in a general way. Mm-hmm. But as Bailey and with Ethan, who's the little boy, he loves me so much more and so much deeper. And I can just tell it from just the way he whispers my name over and over and over again. My God. It's so sweet. It just, <laughs> it just makes you want your dogs to recognize that you love them more than anything, mm-hmm. basically. So do you have any specific notes about the voices that you want to make? Yes. The narrator's voices are not 100% the best that I've ever heard. He doesn't really have a female voice. He tries at the beginning, but he just kind of stops. Oh, fades away, huh? He, he still tries for it, but it's just like a little bit higher than just his normal voice. He normally has a voice that sounds like this. This is his normal female voice. <laughs> My goodness. That's not, that's not a change at all. No. Oh my goodness. No, he doesn't really change. Even though he doesn't do voices, the emotion that he has for this book and the interest in the story that he has for this book is still really, really strong. And that picks up the difference in the voices. Also, the book is from the eyes of a dog. Mm -hmm. And so the voice that you're with 90% of the time is Bailey's voice. So there's obviously a lot of emotion from the narrator, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of interest in the story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How how were the nuts and bolts of it? The transitions and pauses? Um, He goes very smoothly with everything. With the reading, it flows very naturally. His chapter breaks, they're not jarring at all. And this is partly for the writer, too. They don't come at an inopportune time at all. The chapter gets through what it needs to get through, and then it ends, and then... It continues on with the next one. And with George's reading, he doesn't leave a lot of time, which some of the time you can be like, oh, well, there's not a lot of time to digest what we just heard. But with this book, it's more leisurely of a listen, Mm -hmm. I would say. It's not something that you need to pay attention to, like, super closely. You don't need the details because it's not a mystery. It's not any sort of suspense or thriller where you can pick up clues or anything like that. It's just a really, really good story. And it makes you feel really, really great. It's a humor. It is a humor. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of, It is funny. Because as dog owners, like I could just see all of the things that Bailey and Toby and his other reincarnations were going through. Mm-hmm. And doing. Aww. Doing tricks and all that jazz. So it was, you said it was about nine hours. Do you feel like that was too long, too short? I think it's a great length. It's a fun story. I don't know. It was just from an interesting perspective. I just really, really enjoyed this sort of plot. It gives you more hope than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about a dog that passes over a lot. It's about a dog that comes back and finds what he's here for. Well, and not always a he. He does come back as like different genders. It's just a really, really cute story. Hmm. And how would you suggest our listeners to listen to this audiobook? I would suggest going to Audible and picking it up there because right now you can get it for free. Mm, right now? Mm-hmm. Right now. Like, it's, it's like a it's click zero away. dollars. All you have to do is visit our site, audioshelf.me. You can sign up for the free trial and you can get this book and another one for zero dollars. You can get both of our books. Both of our books. Both of our books. So when and where should you listen to this book? I listen to this book by just taking a breather from the day and just sitting down and putting it in my ears because the subject is very leisurely. I think you should take this audiobook and listen to it on a stroll through a dog park. Maybe. I mean, it's a very emotional book. 
<laughs> so I would be crying like a baby, most likely. I mean, I started crying an hour into the book. Oh, no. So it's going to be a good one for you. Can't wait. Hope you're ready. But yeah, I listened to this book just by sitting at my desk because I knew I was going to be useless while listening to it. I was yeah. just going to be a blubbering mess and I was fine with that. I did accepted have, my fate. Did you have tissues or the sleeve of your shirt? Sleeve of my shirt. Mm, that's some real tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like mascara running out my oh face. My yeah, it was not good. So would you shelf this or shove this? I think I already have an idea, but... I definitely would shelf it. Okay. Because, I mean, you're thankful for it. Yes, I'm very thankful for it. And I am thankful for the message that it has to it. Because it's a very sweet message. And I can't wait for the movie to come out. I know. Oh my gosh, it comes out in January. January 27th. Oh, that's like... That's soon. Super soon. Super soon. We should go opening night. Yes, please. <laughs> And then, hopefully, you would have listened to it all already, and we can do a movie. Movie Wait. magic or movie mess? Movie magic or movie mess. So, thank you for that review. Thank you for asking me any questions you have. <laughs> now it's my turn. Yes. So, this book that I will be reviewing is the audiobook for Hamilton. Ooh. Why did you choose Hamilton? I chose Hamilton because I'm very thankful for art and creativity and this musical that brings light to this history chapter that I skimmed over in my education of <laughs> of when I was a wee boy. A wee boy? <laughs> oh my God. Because I did not pay attention to history class. I don't think anybody did. I don't think anybody did. No high schooler actually pays attention <laughs> to history class. So Hamilton is the only reason why I know what happened Back then. <laughs> <laughs> to Alexander Hamilton. And so I love the musical, and that encouraged me to read the biography on Alexander Hamilton, written by Ron Chernow. And the narrator of this audiobook is Scott Brick, and the publisher is Penguin Audio, and it was released January 25th, 2005. Wow. Yeah. It's like when audiobooks first started. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The history of audiobooks. The history of audiobooks. And the duration is a lifetime. I mean, (laughs) 36 hours and two minutes. Holy goodness gracious, Duels and Alexander. (laughs) Yes. And the genre is historical biography. But it should be listed as a drama, too, because that's how I perceived this audiobook drama it was very drama so this is a full-length biography on alexander hamilton the united states's first secretary of treasury and ron Chernow tells the riveting story of a man who overcame all odds to shape inspire and scandalize the newborn america oh so i will be honest most of this book was a lot of information I took in one ear and out the other. So I cared about the affair that Alexander had with Maria Reynolds, the unrequited love that he had with Angelica, Skyler. <laughs> Sorry, I love the musical. And just the heartbreak that his wife, Eliza Hamilton, Who? had. What? Three women? Three women. This is a historical biography. I should probably know this, but I don't. (laughs) He had three women? Three women. And of course, it was never official with Angelica, but there was something there. There's letters. And that's what I liked about this audiobook is that 
it showed all the letters that were on file. And I loved it because there was just a lot of good stuff that I found interesting. And I feel as if anybody can listen to this audiobook and find something that they like. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you had me at affairs. What about if I told you there was duels? Oh, you got me again. Yes, I got you again. You got me again. You hooked me in with a duel. (laughs) This audiobook also talks about the demise of Hamilton when Aaron Burr shot him in a duel and killed him. What? Not a spoiler because you should have learned it. (laughs) (laughs) Not a spoiler. It's history. Yes, and it also has relationships with Jefferson and Madison and Adams. and Isn't it weird to know that all these people were around at the same time? I wish they were around now. They'd be dueling in the street. So let's talk about the performance of this book. Mm-hmm. So Scott Brick was amazing, and he definitely brought a lot of good parts of the biography out, such as voices. He did voices? Yes. You would think that he wouldn't do voices because they're all historical figures, but he added voices. So if he was talking about Angelica or Eliza or Maria, he would do female voices. Mm-hmm. Really? He would How try to. I mean, he, he wouldn't go like, I'm mighty fine today, sir. But he would do like, and she said, so Hamilton. You know, it was like very subtle. So it was very smooth. Very smooth. Mm. But I enjoyed it because I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. I think the emotion... Was one point, I think he does a really good job at giving us the information that Chernow wrote, Mm -hmm. but kind of giving us a little bit more in terms of making us feel things for people. Right. How did you feel about his interest in the history? I feel like he sincerely likes to learn. This audiobook narrator likes to learn things. Okay. And I think that also shown through for Ron Chernow. I feel like when he was writing this book, he was enjoying what he was learning while he was doing his research. And I think that's what Scott Brick was doing, was he was enjoying learning about Hamilton as he read the book. And you can definitely tell that through his narration, it was kind of like he was doing it in a teaching way. He was kind of teaching us what was on the pages. And he was bringing to life the stories that kind of deserved to be told, in a sense. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really awesome because with historical biographies, I always feel that there won't be an interest there in the mm-hmm. story. That They're it'll just, just like be reading it. It'll just go and follow a certain sort of flow, like a timeline that every historical biography has to follow. Definitely. So the one critique that I would have would be the transitions when you, when we talk about the flow. Mm-hmm. I feel Scott Brick, and I don't know if this is. It was on his part or the author's part, but there were no breaks. So there was, it was really hard for me to pick a spot to stop the audiobook. And it's 36 hours. I need a stopping point. So that would be a critique for me. I felt like there was no transitions. It was very continuous and there weren't any chapter headings. There wasn't a chapter one, chapter two. The life of Alexander Hamilton. It was just blurb. Wow. It was just like full on 36 hours of. Scott Brick, talking to you. Definitely. How long did it take you to actually get through the audiobook? So this was one of those times where, remember when I said that kind of a lot of information went in one ear and then Uh out the other? It was rather quick that I got through it because (laughs) (laughs) I I just pressed play and I went. And looking back, I can't think of a time where I remember a lot of stuff. I think I just remember all the good stuff that I, w- I found interesting in it. Like the affair between Maria and Hamilton and all the love letters between Angelica and Hamilton. I love those. I can sit there and tell you all about them. But in 
the time frame that we have here. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) How can people listen to this? Well, I listen to this via Overdrive, the library app that I have on my phone. But I believe listeners can listen to this for free on Audible, where they can go on our website at audioshelf.me and download the free trial and get two free books. And this could be one of them. Yep. And how I listened to this book was just driving to work. And it was definitely a commuter book. You have a five-minute commute and you listen to a 36-hour book on your commute. It's true. And I also, this was also when my dishwasher was broke. So when I was doing dishes, I was listening. Oh, yeah. And then when I was making dinner, I was listening. So I, I found other times, but mostly it was through commuting. And it was just a nice, peaceful commute because I was learning and also driving. And it was just real good. Mm-hmm. Now you can talk to people about Alexander Hamilton. I can. You'd be like, I read Alexander Hamilton's biography. Mm-hmm. I know what the musical fabricated, which wasn't much. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. But the musical took 36 hours and turned it into like two hours. Exactly. And I think that's why I'm so thankful is because, first of all, Lin-Manuel Miranda took this idea and made it a phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, he took a boring book about someone boring to us now, but really fascinating back then, and just created a phenomenon. Yeah, it's amazing. And then I heard it took him, for one of the songs, it took him a whole year to write. He reread this biography to make sure one of the songs was just perfect. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is dedication. It is. It is. And it, it kind of makes you think that that musical deserves all the recognition. So I think one powerful thing that this musical did was that it brought a lot of communities that probably were never interested in musical theater or the stage to the stage and it opened a lot of people's eyes to different things you know this is the first one of the first shows that had rap and a completely diverse cast it was able to introduce this type of art to different people that actually saw themselves on stage and that were represented cool so would you shelf it or shove it I think that I would definitely shelf this book, but it might sit on my shelf and collect some dust because I'm probably never, ever going to listen to it again. But but you'd be able to have a biography from history. Exactly. On your shelf. On my shelf. So that anyone comes in and is like, I'm a genius. Exactly. You'd be like, oh, Brad's a genius. I've read that. <laughs> and it'd take up your whole entire shelf. Exactly. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I would definitely shelf it. It was a very, it was, it was enjoyable experience and I'm glad I did it. Thank you for listening to our Thanksgiving special of what we're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And we just want to let you know that we are thankful for all of our listeners. Yes. For spending time with us every Monday and subscribing to our iTunes and Stitcher and Google Music. We're in the podcast section now. And liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. We're super thankful for that. Yeah, it really means a lot to us. So we hope you have a fantastic and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. And don't get too stuffed. <laughs> get it? Because you're stuffing a yeah, turkey. Yeah. Get it stuffed. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gobble, gobble. I plan on uh, I plan on getting stuffed what is on your, mashed potatoes. What is your favorite turkey food? Turkey day food. Mashed potatoes. I just said <laughs> <laughs> See, I like, I'm, I really have grown to love cranberry. 
on my turkey. Okay. I like mixing my cranberry sauce with my mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, yes. That's what I do at Ikea. Mm. <laughs> that's what I do at Ikea. With my meatballs and mashed potatoes. Yeah, that sounds really good. good. All right. Well, so if you're going to go buy audiobooks on Black Friday, be safe. Bye. Bye. <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble, This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. another quote from him um <laughs> good job <laughs> thank you <laughs>